0: Fired up.
1: The snap, the put-down, the swing of the leg, it is on its way, it is good! Cincinnati wins the American Championship! Here comes Bosa, here comes the
0: quarterback, throw. looking for a block, and he got it up in the front by Hopkins, into the end zone, touchdown! What a skip! There's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. And so that will make it a 4-0
1: ball game. Welcome back.
2: It is another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. I am way less drunk than the last episode, as I have only just cracked my first beer. I had to drive tonight. I was being responsible. Thanks. And I uh, am your host, Aaron Smith, uh, as always, joined by my two sidekicks, the best producer in the city, who's been lacking as of late, Ed Mayhall. Your volume control has been all over the place this evening. This is and better. Jeff, Jeff Howell. What up? uh Oh. So, I had I had to turn my 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 volume down for that intro. I feel like that volume was louder than normal. Now you guys are quiet, so I just fixed that. Um. So the CFP rankings came out tonight.
3: Yeah, we're still number five.
2: Jeff, I have no audio from you.
3: Yeah, Jeff, you're not saying a word.
2: I don't
0: is know. It, is it back yet? There you go. Back. Yeah. bad? Yeah. Ed messed me up whenever he muted me earlier. I'm certain of it. Goodness. Didn't even so the the Bearcats remain
2: number five in the country. There was no hops, skips, or jumps with these top five teams. So how are we feeling about Cincinnati remaining steady at that five spot?
0: I mean, I'm good with it. I shouldn't say I'm good with it because I, I still think that we should be up at least in the top four. But I mean, if we we're at five last week, we're at five this week. It it at least shows that you know they don't intend on jumping us quite yet.
2: Not yet. They've left a little bit of wiggle room because right behind Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State, you have Cincinnati at five. So again, nothing's changed there, but right below Cincinnati, you still have Michigan, Michigan State. That hasn't changed either. Oklahoma with that crazy loss to Baylor. At Baylor.
0: We were were all Baylor fans this weekend.
2: I mean, the ending of that game was insane, where you had fans rushing onto the field before the game was over. Then they had to get the Sooners back onto the field in order to take a field goal with a second left on the clock because the Big 12, if you didn't know, they do the uh, point differential Differential. Mm -hmm. at the end of the season as a tiebreaker. So it was pretty wild. Um, But Oklahoma drops all the way down to 13. Baylor jumps from 13 to 11. Um, But behind Michigan State at number seven, you have Notre Dame at number eight, moving up a spot. Oklahoma State does the same, moves up a spot. Wake Forest back into the top 10. I don't know what to think of
0: Wake Forest. Um, But the most important. The most important thing. Ranking of the entire 25 outside of UC staying where they were at. Correct. Is our boys down there in Texas. Houston. Houston. We have a problem. Can't say that. Can't say that. Can't say that. Opposite of a problem. It's a good thing that they're ranked.
2: I mean, it's still crazy to me, right? That. Houston's at 24 in the CFP rankings In all the other rankings. There's both the other rankings. They're they're 17. Like that's some crazy disparity to be completely honest. And then you also have, I forget which news channel it was, but one of the local news channels here called out one of the, uh, the AP voters for
0: ranking Cincinnati all the way down at numbers. What? Keenan Singleton, what channel is he on? I'll tell you in a second.
2: I'm not sure. But he called out one of the AP voters for ranking Cincinnati Thank all you. the way down at number seven. He was the only one to rank them that low. And I don't even know how you defend that. I understand that he was a Michigan State beat writer. Channel um, nine. Channel nine. Okay. I just want to give credit where credit is due. Yep. Um, But, but called out the, this AP writer for ranking Cincinnati at seven. It's unbelievable to me that you're going to hit Cincinnati with a seven ranking right now. It was by far the lowest out of anybody. I know we did drop, but I, w- I would imagine that that's probably a big reason that we dropped. I don't know what each vote is worth per se. Um, we did finish with 1400 and where was it? Um, 1420 votes. Um, or points, rather, whereas Alabama had 1,449. So that could be the difference between that three spot and that two spot. Not that the AP really particularly matters, but I feel like it just kind of goes to show the bias going on around the country or Michigan State's still a little jaded that Coach Luke Fickle didn't take the job, which well, was mean, a
0: point that Keenan Singleton did make. Yep, yeah, because uh, Jack Ebling is a, a Big Ten guy. Uh, that's the guy that, uh, that had UC like, you know, basically in the basement, uh, as far as I'm concerned. And, uh, I guess Keenan did reach out to him and asked him to come on his show and have like a little, a little back and forth. And he responded and said that he doesn't debate or defend his AP vote with other media outlets only on his radio and TV shows. But he did say that UC is a very good team and expects they'll climb on his ballot in coming weeks. It's a cop out, right? Like that's a straight, straight up cop out. Well, I don't. What is that? I don't make guest appearance. Who are you? You're, you're nobody, dude. Like I don't know. I mean, I think he hangs out with Gary Barda on a regular basis. He looks like that kind of guy. It's just, it's silly. I mean, yeah, it's. It just makes me mad. It's like, if you if you say they're a very good team and they're going to climb in your ballot you know, in future weeks, like just put them, put them where they deserve to be. I agree. I and agree. And then, then you know, you've got Gary Barta making crazy comments about not watch. like aside from watching the game, yeah, I didn't, I is, mean, obviously I didn't get to watch what was said on the CFP show. Well, so I, I, I missed this part of it because I watched until the rankings came out and then I flipped on the basketball game. Um, but I guess we uh, obviously they bring Gary on to chit-chat there at the end sure. to quote-unquote defend or at least try to make some sense of things that don't make any sense. And his quote was in reference to Michigan and Michigan State, who we all know was a head-to-head matchup that Michigan State won in very recent weeks. It wasn't like it was week one, and now you can kind of say, like, you know, they've gone on different trajectories here, and mm-hmm. one's better than the other. Uh, he said, setting aside watching the games, though that's certainly a part of it, statistically, in every category, offensively and defensively, Michigan comes out on top over Michigan State.
2: Of course they do. They've played literally no ranked opponents. None.
0: But does it, like, honestly, does it really matter? I'm sorry, they, they did play Michigan State. That was their only ranked opponent. Right. So, But does it really, I mean... Okay, so your stats, the only stat that matters is the W and the. It should L. be, but it's clearly right? not the only stat that matters. Because you've got teams like Alabama playing FCS opponents in week 11. It's crazy.
2: Absolutely a one in, crazy. Uh, and on
0: top of that, it's a 1 in 8 FCS opponent that Alabama played this week. And they're like, that, you see, that's what a real team does against inferior competition. Well, well yeah, you're playing a team of guys that are you know probably weren't even starters on their high school team.
2: And to the to the commenter's point here on our YouTube page, um, you know, Michigan State did win at home. You know, it's a little bit different than Cincinnati going into Notre Dame and winning at Notre Dame, but Michigan still won. I don't I, I don't know how you rank in a head to head Michigan over Michigan State when they both have one loss and Michigan, it's just, it seems a little silly to me, but I guess if you're also going to try and beat the drum that going into somebody else's home field to play a game, I don't know. It just, it's kind of crazy. I mean, the whole thing,
0: I guess that's part of the argument they make for Oregon over Ohio state. I just feel like, like when you're up in, in the top, you know, you're up there in the, in the top 10, top five area, right? Like head to head should matter. Like if you've already played each other kind of thing. Well,
2: And let's not kid ourselves that if Ohio State wins out, they will jump Oregon. If both teams win out, like that's going to be a thing that happens because the Big Ten's been overrated all season since the preseason began, when you had teams like, you know, Penn State way, way up there,
0: and you had. I mean, do you you think Minnesota ranked, Wisconsin ranked, like get out of here? Do you think if, okay, let's say that like Ohio State wins out. Right, and their only losses to Oregon, mm-hmm. and then let's just say Alabama wins out, which would mean beating Georgia.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, do you do you just automatically side Alabama up, even though they have a a, a worse loss? Uh, it depends on. I'm not sure,
2: off the top of my head, where the SEC championship is. I don't know if they do on a home field or if they do a neutral site where it's like a predetermined. Um, home game or a predetermined game somewhere as like here
0: to, I'm not here to argue or beat the drum for Ohio state, but you know, they did just beat uh, a ranked Purdue team uh, and they're going to end up running into a couple ranked games here in the next couple of weeks. And and potentially another one in the, you know, I mean, they're going to play Michigan state and then Michigan and then someone in the big 10 championship.
2: Thank you. SEC
0: is is a neutral field. Um, so I guess it, it
2: kind of depends. I mean, if they're on a neutral field, they very well could. If they're still sitting at two and they beat Georgia, I wouldn't be shocked at all to see a team that was previously ranked number one until they lost, tumbled uh, for uh, like a week, and then went right back up there.
0: Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. Yeah. And that but, was a that was an unranked loss at the time. Yeah. Oh, but then, yeah. They, then they had to move move some – you know things around to prop them up and
2: we get it i don't know i mean but,
0: uh, why do you think arkansas is ranked this week i mean I, I i wouldn't have been surprised if they had you know looked at uc this week and and dropped them down maybe you know one spot back down to 6 it, you know and slid, slid a, a big 10 team over them just because
2: dude uh, you have you have a four loss team coming in at number 25 in the country right now four loss mississippi state is number twenty-five in the country?
0: <laughs> like, th- like they just eked into, you know, they're just right up there at uh, bowl eligibility right now. I mean, That's... I guess you got Wisconsin up there at six and three, but they're the they're... They, they've they've what won like six, I think six in a row, five in a row, something like that. Wisconsin, yeah,
2: probably that sounds about right. So I don't know, man. This whole thing, it just. The fact that you have – I knew it was going to happen this week. I said it last night um, that there was going to be a four-loss team in the top 25. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Maybe I didn't say it on on the podcast last night. I may have said it in uh, my um, Bearcats Path to the Playoff article on BCJ. But either way, it's absurd that I don't care if you're SEC. I don't care if you're Big Ten. I don't care what conference you're in to have a four loss team in your top 25 going into what week 11 going into week 12, it's unbelievable to me. So I, mean, I
0: still think, I still think SMU should be ranked, but that would give you see two more ranked opponents to play against. And
2: well, I don't know. I mean, SMU, even in the AP SMU is what? Number 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32. I mean, they drop, they drop they're, they're down to, to uh, 33. They, they,
0: I forgot. They lost two weeks in a row. Right, they're they're down to thirty three, so it'd be hard to make that argument. Disregard that uninformed comment.
2: Hard, hard to make that argument, (laughs) but I don't know, man. So Cincinnati, let's get to the game. They did play this week. They played South Florida, and they went into Tampa on Friday night on a short week, and at a weird time slot, at a six p.m. (laughs) time slot, which you know. Maybe it's, it's kind of like playing at seven because we're still all kind of getting accustomed to the new time change and all of that.
0: It was very... It, I mean, it, it was because of the uh, U.S. national soccer. I understand moves. why they
2: did it, which... Right. That's a whole different story yeah. as they switched the game at the end off for soccer.
0: This story, like, yeah, like... They should have started them on ESPN News. We all know that, but they didn't. They just they just bumped UC, UCF, USF to, or put the US men's national game on your mothership station, that like r- run it on ESPN. I mean, I had to FaceTime Aaron so that he could watch <laughs> the end of of the the UC game. My cable package, like...
2: my cable package doesn't include <laughs> ESPN News.
3: Buy Stupid, a better cable package. You
0: no, you don't ESPN, even have it. I didn't even know ESPN News was like a, a real thing. I thought you had to like actually ha- go to the ESPN Plus app to get e- the ESPN News channel. But it's a real station.
2: Ed, my 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 cable comes in closer to real time than
0: your YouTube TV. It's <laughs> very true.
2: That's a point for Aaron. It's Hulu.
3: It's Hulu, thank you. It's Hulu. (laughs) Hulu Hulu has sports.
2: Okay. ESPN News is an important channel to have, apparently. But
3: not baseball. Hulu does not have baseball.
2: I would have rather they threw the damn game onto ESPN Plus at that point. Like I could have at least watched it.
0: Watched it? Yeah.
2: Like what are we doing here? You you know that all the UC fans have ESPN plus to watch the stupid basketball games anyway.
0: Unbelievable. This is also true.
2: So, Cincinnati goes into Tampa, and they win by 17. The offense finally got going again. You had over 500 yards in offense. You had 300 in the air. You had 200 on the ground, and that's without Jerome Ford. But the defense did give up 28 points, which that's not the defense that we're accustomed to seeing. Um, But they've been... Is that the most that they've given up all season? I do believe. Yes. Yes. Um, so what were your thoughts watching the game? Uh, Ed, we already know that you didn't get to keep both eyes on the game as you had some things going on with the family. It was Parker's how how old? Eight. Eighth birthday.
3: Yeah, kids eight now. And tell me why a place like a trampoline park doesn't have – like I, I, I assumed they would have the game on. T- like, there's a bar there. Like,
2: oh should have right. done your homework.
3: I should have. That's on me.
2: All right, that's
3: on me. But
2: Jeff, uh, what what were your thoughts watching the game? Because I know we t- we talked <laughs> through the end, <laughs> through,
0: through the end of it. I mean, it, really, we've talked about it the last few weeks. As far as I'm concerned, winning, winning is the number one priority right yes. go in take care of business come on does it matter if you win by I mean Saban was basically quoted as saying it at the end of their game against LSU like the only thing that matters is what the scoreboard says at the end and if it says you got to win then I'm good with it and let's just you know keep moving on are there probably some things that they can shore up sure yes. um I'd like to see the you know the defense get... I mean they did generate some turnovers um you know you They got kind of caught a couple times, I think, and uh, gave up some bigger plays. But
2: yeah, uh, I mean, South Florida fumbled the ball four times, losing two of them.
0: Had an interception, right? Do we have an interception? We had an interception in there somewhere. We had
2: two. Uh, Sauce Sauce had one. Pace had another one. Pace Mm -hmm. continues to have a monster season. I did hear that. That dude's awesome.
3: uh, One of the one of the dads was like, "Hey, Sauce just got an interception!" I yelled "Sauce" throughout the whole. Champlain Park. People turned around, looked at me weird.
0: I'm glad you were still cheering for him, Ed. Thank you. Uh, and and that and that play right there. I mean, that's kind of just you know him being where he needed to be. And it was a, a yeah. really awful decision by their quarterback to throw it up anywhere. In and and vicinity. the quarterback's
2: a freshman. I think that quarterback's actually going to be pretty good oh, he, for he South Florida, be, Timmy McLean. Yes, um
0: absolutely. And I think but, they've got. I mean, they've got pieces there to build around him. Like, yeah. With, with his skill set, I mean as long as he doesn't, you know, pack up shop and, and transfer out. But I think he's a local kid down there. I think he's like from right there, so he may stick around. Um and I think they could end up being pretty good in a couple years.
2: Yeah, he was he's from Sanford, Florida, apparently.
0: Okay, so yeah, that's right there. Sanford's right there by Orlando and all that. Um, um
2: but Ritter had a, a pretty good game outside of that interception, which led to their first uh South Florida's first touchdown. Um or was it the fumble that led to that first touchdown? Anyway, I can't remember. That it was the fumble. It was the fumble. It was the fumble on the on the 5 or whatever. Yeah.
0: Not um good. not good.
2: No. No. But outside of that, Ritter, 31 of 39, 304 yards, two scores. Uh he also rushed one in for the second straight week. Uh, but the running backs without Jerome Ford, they were doing some things. Ethan Wright is a guy who doesn't stop, doesn't
0: stop uh, moving. Can we talk about Ethan Wright for a minute? Go ahead, go ahead. Let, when on that fourth down play, right? That that's kind of a a statement by your team, right? I mean, like like Luke's like, pff, let's get back out there. Let let's get that that short yardage fourth down. And keep this drive going because you know, wasn't the kinda, only time he did it either. No, you know we kind of need it, right? And and I mean, I guess it was the play right before that. And I I don't I don't know if it was him that I don't know if he carried it because it was like third and eighteen or it was him third and twenty some god awful distance. And uh, that was and, also and you, right. Yes, and he gets it down there within you know yard yard and a half something like that. And then just absolutely wills himself across the first down line. Right. And kind of, you know, kept the momentum for UC, kept it pushing in the right way. And you look at him, he doesn't look like necessarily a back that you would think would would just like carry an entire team, but I'm pretty sure he could carry an entire team because his legs don't stop moving. And he just drags people. And pushes I, I, people out of the way.
2: I feel like there was like four defenders on him as he was continuing to chop those legs and
0: get to the marker. I mean, it was one of those plays where, like, it as it started to develop, it was like, oh, here we go. Like, this is this is not you know starting out very, and then all of a sudden, it was like one, two. Okay, he's he's up there. It's close, and and the official on the on the far side was like immediately first down and put it obviously they had to go back i guess look at it confirmed it that he is a dog and uh got the first down i was impressed there and then down there at uh was it down at the end zone mm-hmm. he had another one where he just moved people out of the way and got on in so
2: that's how he scored
0: they, and then they've, they've got a good a good crew there in that running back room and when you know you got a guy like Jerome Ford it's nice that when you got a guy like Jerome Ford who obviously is your rb1 uh mm-hmm. if he's a little banged up a little hurt you know need, needs some time to to heal up for the the stretch run of the season well and and he was on the sidelines
2: i mean you saw him on camera <laughs> uh he was dressed he traveled with the team so i imagine in a pinch like if everyone else goes down Maybe Ford goes back out there, but I don't blame them for not trying to get him more banged up in a game against South Florida.
0: Right. Or or if it may, you know, I don't don't know, maybe if things weren't going, you know, you know, it looked like they were going to win. I mean, you see, like, if you look at the little, like, the projection as the game went on, uh, the lowest UC was ever at was, like, Eighty-five percent, you know, gonna win kind of thing. So, like, they never their percentage of winning never really dipped below that, and most of the time it was above ninety-seven percent. Like, they're gonna win kind of thing. So, so while we're talking about running backs, though, Ryan Montgomery,
2: doing his best Jerome Ford impression, pulled off a fifty-five yard run. And led all backs with six carries for seventy-two yards. So, who impressed you more? Was it Ryan Montgomery, or was it Ethan Wright? As both did, and and you know, Chuck was in there. He was he got
0: some big plays as well. Um, Would you but, say that uh, Chuck was uh, like I don't know, getting some good chunks? It, it sounded better at the time. Okay, It did didn't it?
2: It did. When I typed right. it, when I typed it in the group chat. Chunk McClellan sounded better than it does when you're actually saying it out loud. So thanks for that. Uh, But, but you know, who, who do you think impressed you more uh, between Ryan Montgomery and Ethan Wright?
0: I mean, I don't like to say one or the other did. I I, I thought that as a group that they spelled Jerome Ford very well. Mm -hmm. And without wearing anybody down, really? Yeah. I mean, they were able to just kind of swap in guys, you know, Hey, your turn get in there and then when they need to blow the lineup and get through and hand it to Ethan right. let him go and then very clearly there at the end of the game it was nice to uh kind of nice to get that that last little touchdown separate the score a little bit more style points if style. you will You're right like whatever stupid but <laughs>
2: Well, it what like I said, it was one of uh, Des's more efficient nights passing um, this season as he hit thirty-one to thirty-nine. Spread the ball out quite a bit. Twelve, I think twelve, twelve people caught passes. Um, Desmond Ritter actually being one of the twelve. Um, that was
0: that was wild.
2: <laughs> as he had one catch for three yards,
0: but this is this is also the game he broke the. Uh...
2: Yep. Correct. He, he broke he broke Gino's record, which is why you saw Gino sitting down as part of the, uh, the post-game presser to talk about Dez breaking his record.
0: Tied it tied it on the little bitty uh, baby shovel pass. Yep. And then, and then had probably one of the more gift worthy moments that I haven't seen made into a GIF. Uh kind of blame myself on that one a little bit because I'm usually pretty Johnny on the spot with that. But he went to back Josh over Wiley. It, when it. When he sat down... he sat down on the bench after the little shovel pass and he's like looking around side to side but not moving (laughs) his head at all like (laughs) that one that that counts as a pass
2: all right
0: uh but yeah a lot of different
2: receivers in this one uh again you know the defense wasn't wasn't playing their best but another run heavy offense that this team has struggled with over the course of the last four games, which is absolutely crazy to say. Are you worried at all with SMU who scores quite a bit of points? Um,
0: I mean, it's going to be, uh, obviously, you know, they, they've, they lost two, they've lost two games. I think they won again last week. Um, But it, it's going to be a test. It really is like, they're coming in here. Again, you're going to get their best shot. Correct. Uh, it's probably the best. I mean, it, it is the best team we've played since Notre Dame. So. You Offensively. I mean, I uh, across the board.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean. Some, I got the stats pulled up right here. SMU is averaging 41.6 points per game. 498.5 yards per game. But on the flip side of that, they're also giving up 405 yards per game. They're also m- giving up 25.9 points per game.
0: How many yards do they average through the air? Do you have that pulled up?
2: Yep. 329 yards passing. 100 Almost 170 on the ground.
0: Okay. So they've already lost half the field. So mm-hmm. I mean, we... We all know it's true at this. I mean, at this point, it is very blatantly obvious that nobody wants to throw to the side of the field where Sauce is playing.
2: I think that you'll see Tanner Mordecai. Oh, he's going to go try Sauce. I think he'll. I think he's going to go after Sauce. I think he'll. I don't think he's afraid to throw to Kobe or to Sauce, and that could be what destroys SMU, or it could work in their favor. I, I mean, I'd be I,
0: lying if I said this game doesn't make me nervous. No, I mean it. I, I don't know that I, I Nervous is a, a word that I don't I don't like to use because it's kind of like I don't know, kind of takes away the a backhanded compliment. The, yeah, and I don't, I'm not I'm not giving them that. It's it, it's a game that I think that I mean UC going to have to bring better than they've maybe shown. the last. Uh Michael Ewing here in the chat has kind of stated talked about it over here that the defense looks like they're starting to fade, and I don't even know that it's like I don't know that they're it's starting to fade is even like i just think it's this like refusal to play to their strength, right which, which would be to force teams to throw the ball well
2: and again with stats pulled up usf threw it 16 for 30 so they they stopped them in the air for the most part i mean only 245 yards passing but even their run game wasn't fantastic. They only had 101 yards rushing. It was just the fact that Cincinnati turned the ball over in an unfortunate place with that yeah. the fumble there and, and put them right in the red zone early on. So I don't yeah. know. Time of possession, though, was a big thing for South Florida. Um, I would imagine going into the game, they wanted to try and dictate that way as far as trying to
0: stay in the game. Well, they mean, had that's been the that's kind of been the recipe to stay close to to cincinnati is is to Mm -hmm. you know hold hold on to the ball as long as possible score and then you know do it again
2: well and cincinnati had the ball for 32 minutes as opposed to south florida's 27 minutes so it'll be real interesting to finally see a team i think though that is going to play to the tape i don't think they're going to do these I don't think they're going to be super gimmicky. I mean, you might see a trick player too, but I don't think you're going to see anything super wild on that front. Um, I also don't think that you're going to see them try and, and ground and pound. I mean, again, they do, they do have 170 yards rushing per game, but I wonder how much of that comes after Mordecai's already aired the ball all over the place. And they're just grinding the clock at that point.
0: Right. I mean, I haven't watched like a whole lot of SMU games this year or anything like that. So I couldn't answer that. Um, But I, I've got to imagine that, you know, when you're able to throw the ball like that against the people that they, the teams that they've played against thus far, um, that it does open up the run. Uh, We just tend to, I, I feel like UC just has, as of late, just given, you know, given the run up, like go ahead, run it, you know, five, six yards and, it, it's frustrating. We've discussed it. it yeah. Ad nauseum. Uh, since it started in the, you know, the the Navy game, we all kind of, that is what it is. They throw the ball like three times a year. So like they're, <laughs> they're gonna, and, I, and those were all in the UC game and it didn't go well for them. So it's like, you know, you kind of throw that one up. But then like after that, like Tulane's like, oh, like, we'll just Maybe. run the ball every play. And then, you know, you just, you keep kind of, this cycle just continues and it's like, at, at what point, at what point do you, and obviously like I'm not bad mouthing because they're, they're 10 and 0, they're ranked fifth in the country. It it's working. Uh, some of these have been a little more razor tight than we would like them to be, but they're still winning. And as we've seen through all of the upsets throughout the year, a three and seven Stanford team has, beaten the number three team in the country, uh, if you're not paying attention. Uh so winning is hard and yeah. UC has done nothing but win this year. So well obviously we would like to see you know some more domination so these idiots can stop talking about style points. I feel better about the fact that it's gonna be at Nippert. This game is is at Nippert. And it's a half nip at night. It
2: is a half nip at night so it's, <laughs> is it, it's, it's like a nip slip right it's like
0: oh, a good I don't know about that that, that was a good one is that nip, a nip, slipping? We, we, nip we slip, slip at night nip <laughs> slip like, nip at dusk I think we still have that um, um,
3: that screen grab for when your nip slipped on the podcast we could sell it as a
0: t-shirt uh, that was, n- no, as no one a t-shirt that. <laughs> L- no one, no L- one needs that.
2: that Um, I will say that Cincinnati—it's also senior night, and I think that's going to be a big thing. Um, the weather's supposed to be for this far into November. It's supposed to be pretty good, I believe. Uh, the high is fifty, um, so it'll get cool at night. Don't get me wrong, but for again for a November afternoon game, if you're sitting about at fifty going into the game, I think it's going to be. My I guess my my larger point is it's not going to be raining. It's not going to be snowing, so it should still be a very large crowd again for Senior Night. Uh, I'm
0: excited. Luke Fickle said it's, it's going to be like Joel DeBlanco's like sixth or seventh Senior Night. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm also very
2: curious. I'm glad you bring that up. I'm very curious to see who, who walks. walks and who doesn't walk because Chad brought up last night. Darian Beavers did not walk last year which was indicative of him coming back. So mm. with that said,
0: I'm, ass- see. I'm,
2: I'm, I'm assuming that we're going to see some juniors potentially walking for senior night. Um, I, I think you'll see some surprises as far as maybe somebody who, who doesn't walk that you anticipated walking. Um, so I think it's going to be very interesting to see uh, who who walks, who doesn't walk, and then what it looks like going into next year, um, even once the season's all said, done, over with, whatever chips fall where they may, um, who actually goes by what what senior night was, uh, was trying to show us on, in the tea leaves.
0: Right, yeah. Uh, Michael Ewing made a comment over here in the chat. Uh, I know Ed threw it up already on there uh, that Alec Pierce deadlifts 675 pounds they brought that up on the on the uh, on the broadcast, and then said that he he uh, deadlifts the most of any of the skill position players. That's wild. Which like just like uh, thinking about it, looking at it, I would kind of uh, I don't know go to like, maybe like one of the running backs or something. I mean,
2: I don't know. I mean, I I know like. Trey Tucker does some crazy things too with the weights, uh, especially for his size. I know I've 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 seen some of the records
0: he has uh, when I went for Squat Fest. I say, I mean, when we the the video that they put out for Squat Fest, I feel like everybody on that team deadlifts like two thousand pounds at a time. Like, well, and I I do
2: know I know firsthand from talking with Brady that there are times where they won't let guys go past certain points. Yeah, even though they're begging for more weight. Um they they try not to do anything that could potentially well. the last last thing you want is like what's happened with the Bengals with, with the last I feel like last couple of years where you have somebody like tearing a peck or something like that on some just silly shit.
0: Yeah. Maybe, so yeah.
2: um Cincinnati enters the game against SMU though as well, I won't say enters. Um currently they sit as eleven and a half point favorites at home. And ESPN's FPI gives them roughly it's 75.6. So a, about a 75% chance of winning the game. Um one one comment here in the in the section in the comment section that we didn't touch on. Uh, Hunter said Des looked like Des after the interception. So I believe he's back. Um and defense will play up to the competition bear down on SMU. I think that's something that you've seen all season is Cincinnati playing up or down to their competition.
0: Yeah, no, we, we've talked about that as well. That it seems like, and I, that was a point that I was actually going to bring up with it, with this being, you know, the first team that they've played that has been, uh, I don't like to say good. I mean, all these kids are playing college football and I didn't. So, uh, but this team that they're playing, SM, I mean, it, they're at home. It's against a team that they, you know, isn't going to come out and like you said, all these trick plays and these gimmicky things and this like weird stuff to try to like, you know, win the game on some goofiness, uh, kind of, so uh, I feel like, you know, UC is going to come out to Hunter's point and, uh, and and be prepared to kind of show that they are still that same team that went into South Bend and there was not a doubt that they were gonna win that game and continue out through the end of the season. Cause who they have after that, they got SMU and then ECU, then and that that wraps up the season, yeah. Correct. And then they have conference and championship. The, and the conference championship. So
2: um and, and the crazy thing about Des is he's he's said it in pressers before where he likes to face some adversity before he really feels like he can get going. He likes to get hit in the backfield before he really feels like he's in the game. So I'd imagine it's not crazy to think that he throws a pick and all of a sudden now he's hyper focused which you hate to say that that's the way he is but he's telling you that that's the way he is so that I I mean you don't want to see it on an interception you don't want to see it on a fumble or anything like that or or a botched uh snap or anything um unfortunately this this past week it came after an interception where he got hyper focused but you know I'd, I'd much rather see him you know maybe get a pass off get smacked. Hopefully you you catch the ball. It's, it's just a good hit and everybody walks away clean. And then he gets hyper driven, not throwing a pick and then, you know, getting after it.
0: I mean, just from, just from like watching, obviously from like the last few weeks and like kind of also the the point hunters making over there is I, I feel like Des was like, I just feel like some of his, his passes were quite high. Um, uh, I, I just felt like obviously like I'm not a quarterback's coach or anything crazy like that, but I, I don't know if his release point was weird, if he just like wasn't comfortable. I, I don't know what it was, but it seemed like after that pick, that like I mean everything was like, well, you know, like right, right where it needed to be. It was
2: Some of those though are are especially to Alec Pierce. Don't be surprised no, because right. he's he again he says in, in pressers that he'll throw a 50, 50 ball to out Pierce expecting him to come down with it. So he's, he's going to throw it high, expect Pierce to climb the ladder, go and get it because Pierce mm-hmm. has like a, something great like what 41 inch vert or something like that. And he's already standing at six, two, six, three. So yeah, you expect a guy like Pierce to hop over whoever's guarding him, go up and uh, 6'4, maybe. I mean, he's, he's a monster out there. We've seen it time mm-hmm. and time again. He makes these crazy catches mm-hmm. that you don't expect a guy, when you look at Alec Pierce, to go and get,
0: and all of a sudden he's out there doing it. I just mean it seemed like, like obviously, okay, so there there are times where Dez is going to throw the ball high and yeah. expect somebody like an Alec Pierce to go up and get it. Um, Tyler but, Scott, maybe. But then, like, I, just, I feel like he was missing passes high. Uh, but then after that, you know, a lot of everything was down. I mean, if you look at the pass the, uh, the, t- the touchdown pass to, I want to, I, it was, uh, it was Wiley. It was the, Rock, yeah, the baby Josh pass. Wiley. Yep. Yeah. So the, the pass to Wiley, uh, Des actually made a comment about it, uh, after the game that when they practice that normally he floats it out, he throws it up, kind of floats it and it. It just kind of falls in and Wiley's there. And he it's said like, that again, like, like six,
2: four, know. six, five, why wouldn't you?
0: Right. And he said, uh, on that one, the way that, you know, he saw, he remembered something from the tape, that uh, how they were going to shift one way. Uh, I believe it was, um, uh, I don't want to, it was one of the other receivers he he was mentioning. He sent him across the other direction and it opened up uh, the, uh, the the slot right down the middle. And uh, that's when he hit him. And he was like, I, I just had to put it right on him. And it was right there. And then he waltzed into the end zone. It was a thing of beauty. So So, I know we've been mentioning questions.
2: Just want to throw it out there that we are live every time we record on Tuesday nights on YouTube. You can find us at pardon the punctuation on YouTube and uh, you can join the conversation and we'll be, we'll read questions if it pertains to conversation. Um, So just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, You can find the link also on Twitter. Um, and I, I think we're gonna, if we haven't already, we're gonna start throwing them out on uh, Bearcat Nation on Facebook as well, um, just to make sure that if you wanted to be part of the conversation, we'd love to have you. Um, that said, uh, Hunter asked another question here. Any word on Van Fossen? Um, at Bearcat Journal, we we tend to stay away from making any speculation or NCAA is a little bit different than NFL, where you don't have the injury reports because they are student athletes. Um, so we, we tend not to comment on injuries. Uh, I haven't heard whether wh- what it looks like for Van Fossen playing this week. Um, I have heard that Brian Cook, it's going to be an uphill battle, uh, getting him back. Um, Chad mentioned that on uh, the BCJ pod, or I'm sorry, on uh, the BBP last night, um, that it's going to be a long week to try and get Cook back out on the field. Uh, sounds like Jerome's also getting back, to good, um, but we still don't know. It's all a lot of speculation, and we'll see. Unfortunately, speculation and
0: conjecture.
2: That's that's about it. I mean, again, they're they're student athletes, so it's it's real right. hard to try and dabble in those waters, which is why we tend to stay away. But but the, did the want to touch about, on
0: that. The the good thing about Ford was you know we did see him dressed and traveling right. with the team, so hopefully right. that that bodes well. Uh, if not this week, hopefully you know down the stretch run. And like we said. Did they? Did they maybe miss a little bit? Yeah, but it was by committee. Obviously, I mean, it's much yep. nicer to it's much it's much nicer to to fill that role. You with, have fresh
2: legs out there all with, the whole with game. The
0: guy, uh, you know, I mean, Jerome Ford is Jerome Ford. So it's much better to have him on the field than uh than have to fill it with three or four guys. But it's nice to be able to do that. Also worth
2: mentioning that uh, both. Chuck and uh, Ryan Montgomery had two catches each. So they were, you know, getting the ball out of the backfield, although not with like the big plays that we're accustomed to seeing out of Jerome Ford. So should be interesting with SMU being a little bit different opponent than South Florida to see if Jerome Ford's back in that starting lineup to see if we can get Brian Cook back on the field. Because again, I, I think you're going to see a, a much different game plan um, as you're not going to be preparing for gimmicky bullshit. It's going to be SMU is going to come out. They're going to try and hit you in the mouth and do what they do. And I don't expect anything less of SMU, but it should be very, very interesting.
0: I'm excited. Very
2: excited. Cool. Anything else that you have on uh, this game? Uh, Either the, the, the game that we had against South Florida or SMU coming up.
0: No, I did like South Florida's uniforms. I'll give them that.
2: I saw somebody on Twitter mention that they looked like UCF uniforms, and then I couldn't get that out of my head.
0: I mean, they, they were rocking like the American flag and stuff inside I get the, the bull. I thought it was... All I right, get Michael it. Michael Ewing over here uh, got went and got the stat for us. Uh, 40-inch vertical at 6'3". I'm assuming he's talking about... Uh, Alec, Alec Pierce. Pierce. Yep. So,
2: so there who it Um. All right. So, moving on. There was a basketball game on... I mean we haven't talked since last Tuesday. Correct. So there was a basketball game on Saturday night. Ed, ed,
3: ed. Yeah,
2: what's up? I'm I'm glad this birthday weekend is over for you. Um
0: and then there was a basketball game tonight. Yeah. I'm glad you got to watch. Did you uh I Where think what you? I I think what I enjoyed the most out of the uh af- the aftermath of the uh, UC Georgia basketball game was uh UC's media team trolling. Uh, the entire country by saying that we're the only undefeated basketball, and <laughs> that was and one of then, my favorite like, things. Yes, so like yeah, you know, they 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 had the uh, they had the picture that had like the the football guys and the basketball guys, and then also the basketball girls because the basketball girls were also undefeated. I don't know if they've played again. Uh, they had they were like two and zero, I think, um, at the time. So you see, just winning at everything. Only school in the country. Still. Yeah. Even yeah, still, still even after, after tonight. tonight. Yep. Yeah. Suck it, Georgia.
3: <laughs> so it's funny you mentioned um, that. Uh, no, go ahead, Ed. Go ahead, Ed. That's just gonna like be part of my it's gonna be part of my 60 seconds later on.
0: Oh. Uh, oh, okay. no, no spoilers. No, no. no. Okay. You're, you're gonna All lose right. time. You're gonna Stick lose time, Councilman Barnett's Stick not gonna around. be happy.
2: No spoilers. All right. So Going back to the Georgia game, I think we should talk about that game first. What did you guys see during the Georgia game? Oh, sorry, Ed. Uh, Jeff, what did you see during the Georgia game? I watched the Georgia game. Uh, Okay, well, go ahead, Ed. What you got? No, go ahead.
3: No, you you said you took notes. You said you took notes. Go, Ed. I didn't take notes during the Georgia game. I watched the Georgia game while we were celebrating my son's birthday. So I did watch the game. So I can put a little bit of input in. But you guys go ahead and start, and then I'll jump in.
2: Show me what you got.
0: What do you got? Ed? Go ahead.
2: And... Victor locked.
3: What
0: looked you got? Amazing.
2: Ed? Victor. Apparently, he was doing that all on an injured ankle, which That's I believe what... is what I believe is what kept him out uh, tonight. Uh, he was dressed. He was on the floor. Um, he did have a, I won't say super noticeable limp, but he he looked like he still had a little bit of a limp. Um, he didn't seem to have like crazy tape he wasn't in a boot or anything like that he was dressed I, I think that if they would have needed him maybe he would have seen the floor i'm not entirely sure um in any case he was he was certainly there
3: he had 9 points 2 blocks he had that steal at the end of the game that returned for a dunk that was a nice play that was a beautiful so play.
2: i want to ask i want to ask you guys the same question i asked last night after the georgia game on bbp is Victor lockin Is he in the conversation, or has he overtaken Jeremiah Davenport as the biggest energy guy on the court?
3: Ooh, that's a great question. Because Victor does bring a lot of energy, but I, I don't. I, I think Dav- Davenport's still there. We'll, we'll have to see throughout the rest of the season. But right now, Davenport's still, still the big energy guy. In my book.
0: Okay. God, that, it's a tough question I, I wish you would have prefaced me before that we well, started even thinking this
3: well, podcast thinking tonight why now, I did I do that come I, on man you,
0: you just want hit to hit this hard like that uh, I, I I think when you go back to like you, you go all the way back to January right and February and March when when this team
3: needed an energy guy m-
0: needed mm-hmm. a guy uh, mm-hmm. and then, then you go to when the cupboard was was bare, <laughs> uh, and you you have uh, you know Davenport's like well, I'm here, I, I'm staying here, and then at, at that I, point you I, didn't I, even have Mikey, you didn't even have no. Mason, Nope. you had Micah you had, Adams you, you, and
3: you had um
0: Vic David Vic, DeJulius is still here, yeah. Props well, to him, he he was shooting pretty well at night, uh, at least to start. um very but like, no, like, I, 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 think, forward. I think it's maybe a, a different kind of energy. Like, uh there's kind of a, a, a guttural like. Great I don't word. know. There like, is a different type this, of energy. Like, if you think about it's it, It's this like, it there, you know, you, you got Davenport. Davenport's able to just like keep keep things like, the the flow of energy from start to finish, mm-hmm. right? From like, and then. Lock in just because I mean he does get I mean he obviously gets minutes. Um just uh and maybe I'm wrong that Daven I feel like Davenport's out there the majority of the time. He kinda keeps the flow of the energy up, but then there's like the plays that happen where he where Lockins able to like kind of interject this like surge, if you will. Yeah, Davenport had twenty six minutes and and you need You need you need both kinds right so hold up hold up jeff what, what you got at i said
3: Davenport had 26 wrong? minutes and victor had 15 so they were i mean close
0: okay so but that still goes to my point yeah. um which i'm glad that no research just eye test uh worked go. out for me on that one um yeah I, I i think it's i think it's a different kind of energy that he brings um and and it's good and it's amazing and I know that Aaron is really trying hard to get Victor locked in uh, to catch on. So I'm going to throw it out there. I mean, I think uh, it's
2: it's it's good. I mean, it's not fantastic. It's 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 easy. It's a layup, but I, I've seen the typical
3: good. like big Vic name out there. But we that's, that's what we say for Vic. So it's kind of hard to
0: well that, that that whole like that 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 shtick. Is uh is a little worn out. It's a little played Vic, out. The big
3: Vicks chick is a little worn out.
0: So one of one of the season ticket
2: holders that I, I sit with, he's saying that we should we should have padlocks on on a chain. <laughs> padlocks on a chain? That's like what he says. Our necks, like, I'm like I'm like I'm fray. not I'm not all the way all the way that far. But we do we do sit up there and and we do the locked in
0: <laughs> oh man it's fine that. we're all the way up top nobody sees this anyway it's it's okay. fine that's, that's all right then but no uh pleasant surprise i know we've mentioned it before i mean he just he just is like it's the, the guy's unbelievable so when
2: well, he was maybe the biggest question mark going into this season because yeah. yeah. he he'd well, been we here f- sure if he was going to come back to the country he had been here for a year and, and hadn't hadn't done Chad, anything.
0: Chad's Ch- not a fan of locked in. He big doesn't fan like locked in.
3: Yeah.
2: Which is, that's fine. Everything's fine. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah. Definitely not a big fan of that. That can go.
0: I, uh, no. Uh, getting back to the Georgia game. Obviously, Georgia kind of had the, the same kind of thing. Um, you know, they I think they had like nine guys or something that entered the transfer portal. I don't know how many of them actually ended up they're they're according blue, to Ken yeah, Palm, supposed to be the worst team in the SEC. Yeah, I mean they 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 were picked to finish last in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Um regardless. I mean it's still a you know an SEC school. So you like to beat yeah, Tom Crane, just period. Yeah, I mean absolutely. Uh, I mean he, Tom Crean did have good things to say about, you know, the the fans at at uh, fifth third, so that's nice. He said it was a great atmosphere and he's been there many times, and you can never hear yourself think. So pat yourselves on the back, Cincinnati Bearcat fans.
3: Also, suit jacket count on that game. I think uh Justin Williams like said 20 seconds. stayed on for like twenty seconds, yeah.
2: I love it. Absolutely uh, love it. Um, so any any other thoughts on Georgia? I mean, it was you like to see him come out with that win. It's it's good for just figuring out rotations. It's good for figuring out what you got. Nobody really stood a- apart from anybody else. There were a lot of minutes spread around um and you, you know it just wasn't it was kind of a measuring stick game to see where where you are as far yeah. as the program goes with with a, with a team that's completely rebuilt against another team that's also completely rebuilt.
0: Yeah, I mean, and then you 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 like to see you like to see obviously that they were able to kind of I mean they were outscored in the second half of that game uh, but they were still able to hold on keep things together and 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 win um, maybe maybe see some more free throws go through but
3: um, well luckily we don't have to worry about style points in basketball like
0: exactly and that 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 was a, that I mean that's kind of a uh, a joke that I've been making is like in basketball I mean you, you really just have to win right like just win basically yeah take take care of business and keep moving on and pretty much you'll you'll land you'll land where you're supposed to land at the end of the year in basketball because they it, it for the most part because 64 teams make make the tournament like if if you take care of business the way you're supposed to being in Most of these conferences, you know, like you're going to you'll get your chance if you deserve it. Right. Like nobody's getting squeezed out of a 14 playoff in basketball. (laughs) Correct. That's
2: not happening. So there was a game tonight and I was in attendance. Um, It was a much different atmosphere than it was on Saturday night. A lot less students, a lot less fans, Um, certainly not as loud, certainly not um, as much energy. Um, have start have at students
3: least, start head home for Thanksgiving break?
2: Ooh. I, I don't, don't think so. Maybe another week. Even still there's got to be enough students in the city that they should still be filling the student section. You know what I mean? I mean it's not a giant student section. No you're right. You're right. So um but tonight uh Cincinnati did win 89-66 against Alabama A&M. Which, early on, it didn't look great. And then Cincinnati
0: really pulled away.
2: But I'm going to go back.
0: I think they 22-point like favorite or something. 22-and-a-half,
2: so. they did cover. Um, I, I was near somebody who was, huh? <laughs> Can we just, and this is,
3: okay, sidebar. Can we one podcast, just cut, or maybe you guys could just, you know, on the side with me, explain to me what, like, kind of cuz I've never been a gambler on sports well, so like I'd like to understand what that means like cover and I I watched a documentary on Netflix uh called Bad Sports um and it was about um God I wish I remembered but and they kind of explained how the gambling works right like could you guys explain it to me sometime please thank you appreciate it like before I'll tell you when you're older before gambling comes to Ohio please thank you
0: <laughs> it's going to be broke He's like, he's, like, like, he's like, well, Aaron said that this is what it means. We're like, no, that's the exact opposite of what Aaron told you.
2: I'm running on <laughs> 10 different parlays right now.
0: <laughs> like, oh, what's, a par- what's a parlay? <laughs> it's like, oh my God. It's like, if I lose this you one, gotta remember, though, I came up with that name.
3: <laughs> I came up with that name. Pardon the parlay. Remember, I came up with that
2: name. <laughs> Oh my God. All right. Oh so Lord. I'm going to go back to the question that I asked you a couple minutes ago. And I want to ask you, after tonight's game, is it time to talk about Victor Locken as the energy guy? Because I felt like watching this game that there was something missing, especially in the first
0: half. Okay. I mean, you but you, you just kind of pointed out a very big part. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hold on. Oh.
1: Hi, Chad. Hi. Hi, boys. Is this because uh, I
3: don't know how to gamble?
1: Oh. <laughs> wait I know. I, I I I'm not aware of you not knowing how to gamble. We just
2: had a whole mm. conversation about how me and Jeff need to teach <laughs> Ed what yep. terms like covering the spread and parlay mean. <laughs> Is that the new office?
1: Yeah, it's a new office. Ooh. Don't have it decorated yet, but mm. we're in it. Kel- Kelly's able, able to fast. sleep peacefully upstairs while I'm. Loud and making noise, and I—I I told my friends,
2: I told Councilman Barnett that I would find a place to present this tonight. But you could put your your Republic of Cincinnati towel up in
1: there. I could. I've been working with with Mike McGlady on something.
2: Where
3: do I get one of those?
1: Hmm. I've been working Ed, with Mike on. Go that. to the
0: games, Ed.
3: <laughs> okay, Aaron
0: we gotta get ed to watch the games in the first i watch years, <laughs> the
3: games okay i
2: watch the games you, well you asked where you could get one you gotta go to the games man
0: but i'll, I'll go back to your, your point you're making there and yeah, thank you aaron you got yours
1: at the holy grail didn't you
2: uh yeah but i'm also at every game
1: but i did get it at the holy grail for me true huh. Huh.
0: With the uh
3: thank you chad with with, with the, with the lack ahead. of
0: with, with with the lack of fans uh per year uh your statement there and that it, it seemed kind of dead and the atmosphere wasn't really there um yeah maybe maybe that had a little bit to do with what you're kind of reading off as a, a lackluster bit of energy at the, the the start in the first half yeah so well,
3: i think I need i think I need more on that I don't I'm not ready to declare victor the bigger energy guy over Davenport yet. I think I need to see a couple more games, maybe like with Jeff's point with more fans there. Um, but I do think he, he brings a lot of energy and I, I'm here for energy.
0: Like I said, I mean, I, I still, I'm, I'm still going to stick to my, my initial uh, assessment that I, I think it's a different kind of energy and it's a, an energy that he interjects uh, after, you know, maybe, turning point plays or, or plays that kind of start to swing the tide a little bit one way or the other. And it's like, yeah you know, because
3: there's a difference between it. Kenyon Martin energy and Melvin Levitt energy back in the day. Right. So I think you got a good point there, Jeff.
0: Thanks, Ed. <laughs> you guys,
3: I'm just giving reference. That's all. I'm just giving reference.
2: Well, and so, you know, you are if we're still talking about, you know, the energy going on, there was a, uh, I don't know. I mean, it was there was a lot of guys doing a lot of things tonight. Odie was certainly a uh, a big contributor um, until he obviously fouled out towards the end of the game. Um, he he did a lot of things down low. He had some eight rebounds, thirteen points. There was a lot of guys in double digits tonight, and that's that's going to happen when you scored damn near ninety.
3: Yeah, Mikey Saunders had fourteen. David DeJulius had 21. Uh Davenport had 12.
2: Good to see DeJulius
0: find his stroke tonight.
3: Oh, absolutely.
2: That
3: I was mean, the guy they, that they we were talking about he being a leader at the beginning of the season, so when
0: they mm-hmm. were, when they say like throughout the offseason that he kinda had re rediscovered it and uh Well, when I'd you like say it, when you say like, they, there was one person in particular that I've
2: heard an awful lot. Say that he had rediscovered his shot in the offseason and he happens to be here.
3: Yeah. Chad? Hi. Does it oh, have I mean, to with, do with the, with, uh, the, the braids. Like, I love the braids.
1: Of course you do. With, with David's confidence, like you saw the other night, he didn't hit his first couple shots and you could see his confidence dip tonight. I mean, I talked to him about this in the post game. He hit those first couple shots tonight and then all of a sudden, he's playing with a different level of belief in his ability and what he can do. And that's, that's a big thing for him. Like I I think he's got to figure out as the season goes on a way to work through that to where if he misses his first two or three shots, he's not questioning his form. He just continues to go with what he knows. He's not, you know, hunting, trying to, trying to get right. Um, Because tonight like, he clearly felt right because it was going in early and it went in off. He wasn't even afraid to
2: shoot. Like, if he was open, he was taking the shot. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, he took 11 shots against Georgia. Like, he wasn't afraid. Like, it wasn't for lack of trying. He tried to hit that mid-range shot Right. probably, what, six times against Georgia and just didn't couldn't get it to fall.
0: I mean, is that is that something that kind of starts with, like, maybe thinking – about who who he's like who their opponent is, maybe going into it, kind of putting like a little more pressure on yourself. Or like you go up against like say an Alabama AM and everybody's like, Oh, you're 22 and a half point favorite. Like this I'm was, sure this that's some like, of it. Yeah, you know, like you you get out there and you're like, I, I'm just gonna play I'm gonna be loose today. I'm not I'm not really putting a whole lot of pressure on myself. I, you know, we're gonna be able to take care of this like we need to kind of thing.
1: Yeah, but sometimes it's just as simple as making your first shot. Like you know, the, the coin flip of getting that first one to go in, and no matter the opponent, now you're playing with that confidence. Now you're playing, like you know, you, you're feeling good about things as opposed to watching, it feeling like force it, like forcing it, kind of feeling like you have to like find a rhythm instead of being in a rhythm. Um, I think that's big for Dave. And then by the pulling- way. By the so, way, for any of those
2: who are not uh, with us on the YouTube channel, I, I didn't even introduce him properly, but Chad Brendel from Bearcat Journal is here with us. Uh, so that's that that fourth voice that you're hearing. Hi. <laughs> so I, I forgot that it's not just a, a visual. We also have the audio yeah, platform yeah. as well. So I did want to throw that out there so you know who this man is who's got the uh, the empty office voice. It's
1: a little, it's a little echoey in here. Just a
2: shade. It? It's not. Yeah, it's, it's just... You'll, you'll get it there. Don't worry. It's, I mean, it's... And what happens put when you put
1: stuff in the room. Right. It's what happens It'll when you move heck in heck and
2: you don't have a bunch of stuff in there. Yeah,
1: is what it is. So, Chad, who
2: do you feel like impressed you the most tonight? Um, is it is it DeJulius, or is there somebody else who kind of stood out? Or am I totally spoiling your
1: bites? I mean, you're probably totally spoiling my bites, but uh, Julius is the easy choice. I mean... He got the off him and Davenport with you know Davenport hitting a couple threes got the offense mm-hmm. going. Um and then you saw him in the second half kind of kick it back into gear and and really pile up the uh the totals. Uh the, the other one, I, I mean, I thought Mikey Saunders was fantastic to that applied good ball. Except pressure. for that that long pass he threw for whatever weird reason. They started playing open gym for like four minutes. Like, and you, it, you saw
2: Wes get a little upset about that
1: yeah i mean you know sometimes when you're up by that much i think they were up they were up what 25 and then gave up an eight zero run to cut it back down to 17. Mm-hmm. um interesting night for the gamblers is that what you guys were talking about
2: we were i mean because they covered the spread at <laughs> 22 and a half
1: they covered the spread on a… by a half <laughs> on a on a cJ anthony no look wrap around bounce pass to who saw that coming? To Jared Hensley for a That was a dunk. beautiful. Like, that's how they covered.
2: Well, and right before that, even the alley-oop to Koval. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um. But I thought Mikey was re- – like, especially in that that stretch where they kind of – the 13-0 run or whatever it was where they took over uh, in the second half and took control of the game. I thought Mikey was really, really good in that stretch. Um, hit a three. Got to the rim and got fouled for an and one. He made his free throws. Um the big thing for me I love seeing with Mikey, he got fouled six times. And and he needs to be able to do that. Like with his shiftiness and his quickness, he's got to put fouls on people. Well, and, and they that hit do a good free job of that throws. Tonight.
2: They hit free throws at an 80% clip tonight, which when was the last time you saw a Cincinnati team do that? I mean, that's that's nothing but a good thing.
1: It happens more than you think in single game sample sizes. But it needs to be a multi game yeah, sample needs size. To,
0: needs to just continue happening. Yeah. <laughs> when you look at it that way. But with uh with Mikey Saunders, I mean, like I talked about it last year. Uh, like the speed at which he is able to maintain control over the basketball and get downhill and into the lane your point about being able to put fouls on people he's on top of guys before they realize he's there yeah so for sure you know obviously fast breaks are i mean there's not anybody that's going to get if they get down there to him it's going to be a foul um but whenever he makes the decision at the top of the key to go into the lane he he can pick who he wants to put a foul on because no one can get their their self set before he's where he's going to be off the ground and headed to the rim.
1: Yeah. Elite speed. Uh, yeah. I would also like Elite. to
0: highlight
3: St. John Newman, who had <laughs> eight points, five uh, five rebounds, and five assists. I think that's a pretty good game tonight, too. <laughs>
1: he's he's – he, the past two games, he's been really good on the glass, uh, especially the offensive glass, which is where this team needs a lift. Um. It's pretty clear that he's not going to be a, you know, consistent 15, 16 point a night guy, but he is starting to show that with his passing and with his rebounding and his defense, especially on the perimeter, there are ways um, that he's going to just force himself onto the floor because he does so many different things.
2: So against Georgia, Braylon Bridges, was their lead scorer, 24 points against A&M tonight. Jalen Johnson had 30 points. Are you worried that we're going to continue to let one man pile up points like this? Or is it simply that they can't guard anybody who's named name rhymes with an alien of any sort? <laughs>
1: You were almost there. You yeah. almost had it. <laughs> <laughs> you almost had it. Uh, I mean, I think right now they're in kind of a weird spot because Jeremiah Davenport's best offensive position is the four and his best defensive position is the three. I'd agree. And he's that that's the epitome of a tweener, right? Like, right. you have to have him on the floor because – he gives, as you guys have talked about, he gives you so much energy and he does so much to, to help like what you're trying to accomplish, but you're kind of stuck back and forth um, with exactly how to use him. I think they, I saw him a little bit with Odie tonight. And I think that's really interesting because I think, you know, Odie is kind of the opposite where odie's better offensive position is the four or the the three i guess that's not that doesn't work they
2: ran small for a while with odie on the floor though
1: yeah they ran him at the five Some they'll do Mm -hmm. that like if um if a team doesn't have a big bulky center uh then they'll run small with odie at the four a little bit or at the five a little bit which you know we talked about it coming into the season on the the previous show, I do think it's something you'll see. I don't think it's going to be something you know they do exclusively, but that's going to be one of those ways that they get all those big guys on the floor when possible.
0: It was just—I yeah, thought that was interesting. They're, they're still trying to obviously, and we discussed this prior, but they—they they're, still have to figure out, you know, what they got, what 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 they have, how they're going to run, who, what yeah, combo, what combos work the best, so. You know these these early you know early season games where finally you've got this team that you know can maybe move out of uh, as you described it previously uh, basketball 101 and uh, and maybe you know graduate up to the the next level to kind of start implementing some different things in practice after they've seen what uh what they offer in real game situations uh, and how they respond and how they are able to play with each other when it's not going up against guys that you go up against every day.
1: For sure. And and it's getting there. I mean, I still defensively, they got a lot of work to do. There are stretches for six or seven. minutes where they look really good. But like, if you go back to that Georgia game, there were stretches. I mean, for most of the half, Georgia was shooting like 73% from the floor and 60% from three. Um, and then when they turned it up and they were able to force turnovers and get out and transition and make Georgia uncomfortable, it, it corrected some. Uh, but then you saw it tonight, too, that, you know, they, they were given up too high of a shooting percentage and the Alabama AM and was getting the looks that they wanted. And that makes it difficult defensively. So I still a lot of work to do on both ends of the floor, but you have to at least be. Uh, energized by the brand of basketball that you're watching the, the type it, it's aesthetically pleasing while I, this is the this is this is the needle that Wes Miller is threading right now right Cincinnati expects the Cincinnati fan base expects tough physical hard nose defense rebounding in your face intimidate dominate celebrate right
0: mm-hmm
1: But they want to be in the 21st century offensively. Play with pace, spread the floor, play downhill, attack. And so far, through three games of hopefully a very long career, Wes Miller is successfully threading that needle of we're going to play like you are used to Cincinnati playing while incorporating modern offense. And I think that is what people are responding to. That's why people are so excited.
2: Well, and I know that last night you had talked about Cincinnati, not maintaining the turnovers. They had 12 turnovers tonight. Um, A&M, you know, had 12 turnovers. Um, they out rebounded both, uh, they had more offensive rebounds than, uh, than A&M did. They, they had more defensive rebounds. Um, I mean, 42-31 was the final tally there. So, I mean, to your point, yeah, they're they're getting it done, and they almost put up ninety. And I don't know that going into the season we expected them to come anywhere close to a ninety spot. Again, yeah, I, mean, I understand. I, mean, it's, in these I understand games, it's a
1: Yeah, in these buy games, you're gonna you're gonna have some of that. But like, you also, you know, we we I, I'm big on points from uh, that we've talked about through the first couple games. This was a lot more even. Like they were it was Cincinnati at a 21 to 19 edge in points from turnovers. It was tied at 28 all in the paint. Uh Alabama and M had three more second chance points, 20 to 17. Cincinnati only edged them by four, 14 to 10 in fast break points. But this is the big thing that, that we're not talking about a lot yet. And I if it continues, we will be forty to eleven bench points. How many times over the past five, six, seven years were we talking about they just can't get anything from the bench? Plenty right? like like Trevor Moore or Right. Like when Keith was younger, they Keith struggled to to produce and even, you know, you go back to like the, the Sean Kilpatrick, Justin Jackson team, their senior year, like Jermaine Sanders and Shaq Thomas and that that group. Yeah, It took them a while to get going. And they, you know, it was always such in the, the part of the developmental process that you just weren't getting a lot of bench points because those bench guys were still a year or two away from really being heavy contributors and mixed system. And uh, they've, dominated bench production
2: do you think that's because we have so many older guys on the bench though or do you think that's because we are dispersing the minutes the way that we are with the guys on the bench so they can kind of get in the groove of the game
1: i think i think it's kind of a combination of both i think it's you know the matter that there's not a lot of talent separation on this team
0: Agreed. I actually had that yeah. exact conversation earlier today with one of my best friends. Like where you don't, where you don't have a you know a Kenyon Martin kind of like superstar yeah, you don't, guy out there. You got a, you know you got a win by committee, and you don't have you, anyone who needs 30-35 minutes. And yeah, Chad you, said
2: that a couple times on on different podcasts over the last week. But you, you don't know, have anybody yeah.
1: that that if we're being if we're using a, a maybe a harsh word, somebody would think. You don't have anybody that deserves thirty-five minutes, right? Because everybody's kind of all there's nobody that 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 has separated themselves that that you say. This is what we talked about last night on on the BBP. You don't have anybody that you say we can only take you out to give you a breather, like two minutes a half. You well, there's no there's no alpha, right? But You know how they do that's that okay. thing. That they well. sneak a guy. Can I finish my sentence, Aaron Smith? calm down you want adderall
2: no <laughs> i don't i still have no idea what happened last night with what's
1: <laughs> up no it's a it's an inside joke Ed. You, you'd have to like it's like going to the games you'd have to listen to the podcast to get all the jokes
3: i listened halfway through the podcast today thank you
1: <laughs> the whole first five minutes bro um you know you don't have anybody that, that you know, they do that thing where they sneak a guy in right before the media timeout. They they get him on the bench like 30 seconds before the media timeout hits to get him an extra 90 seconds of rest before the media timeout, and then they get him right back in. Then you understand the Adderall joke. I told that Adderall joke way early in the beginning of the podcast.
3: I must have missed I was in the shower for the first 15 minutes of it.
1: That's weird, Ed. So there's... The, there's you got to pay attention while you're listening. Ed. It's it's an important part of the process. <laughs> um, but th- that's a good thing, you know that that's a positive for this team that they've got enough balance, enough depth, where you know they can they can do that. And man, I mean it's been it's been in the 30s and 40s for for points off the bench, and that's massive because it just it, you you're sending bodies at opponents in waves and you're not just sending guys out there to eat minutes you're sending guys out there that can produce guys Um, are out
0: there just taking up space
1: oh yeah they're not out there getting that guy his 90 seconds you know before he has to come back in uh because nobody can can replace him um so that's i think that's a big positive for where this team's at right now
2: so, who would you consider the sixth man at this point? Is it Mikey Saunders or is it Micah Adams Woods?
1: And I know that Micah's starting. Mike don't is get me wrong. Starting, so that's I understand. kind of a weird question. Well, I mean,
0: Wes brought up uh, you know, that going into the very first game, where he's like, "You know, I, I had lunch, you know, with Mikey, and I told him like, you deserve, you've earned, you know, you should be starting, but it's best for the team if you start on the bench,' kind of thing."
2: um are they they
0: interchangeable you know kind of like are they interchangeable there or is it like you know i'm kind of feeling like this is going to end up being my
1: where i well they're they're not they're not splitting 50 50 if you remember like um troy copain's first year him and g-long gwen were basically like each of them played 20 minutes a game almost exactly what we're seeing more of or what we're starting to see more of is that not only is, and I think this is where Aaron was going. So I'll give you a little credit after busting your balls a little bit. That's fine. Micah is the starter at the one, but also the backup at the two, right? So he's getting, what did he get tonight? 20, 25, 25, 25, minutes. 25 minutes. And Mikey got 20. That's 45 minutes there's only 40 in a game and we didn't have overtime so right you're seeing micah get those crossover minutes where when david comes out uh micah and mikey play together and i think it's just mike now i think think we've dropped the e mike Mike saunders mike saunders jr
3: i like
2: mikey
3: he's he's not a freshman
0: anymore he's matured yeah that 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 continues to roll into the the you know the bench points the the production off the bench that you're getting because yeah. you kind of got some guys that that kind of stretch between you know one and two three and four yeah there's versatility the I mean you have got well, a, a team that you can do this with and it's it's showing so far and obviously you know they haven't you know the, like Hunter's Point over here if, if the team keeps trending the way they're going how do you how do we think the conference play is going to go Ask me that, in a week. I, I was gonna say I don't know that we've seen enough of right. of a sample size against you know competition. Not that they haven't had competition, but against enough competition to to make a informed uh statement on that. So where I,
1: I, we... so I, I want to ask you guys something. Speaking of ask me in a week, what I, what are you guys doing next Monday night? I don't know. The BBP might have to be Sunday this coming week, Aaron. Oh, yeah? Because I just got word today that the Holy Grail is opening up. They're, they're closed on Mondays. They're opening up for us to host a watch party as Cincinnati takes on Illinois, 630 Monday night, Holy Grail Banks.
2: It's a big game. Ed, do you have a birthday party that you have to attend?
3: No. No, but I...
2: I just didn't know if you had, like, the in-law's birthday or, you know, I I didn't... I know you'd be watching because it'd be on unless you were at a trampoline park, but did you have a birthday party?
3: No. No. (laughs) No.
2: Is AEW on Monday nights that you have to take notes for? No. Okay. Just making sure. swim lessons.
1: Sw- you don't know how to swim, Ed?
3: Not me. I know how to swim. I <laughs> doesn't Ed doesn't know how to
0: gamble. He doesn't was, know how to swim. I was on the swim team well,
3: in elementary school. I have lots of participation ribbons over there in that room. Super. Do you know what other uh, do you I, know what other
2: uh, team he was on in elementary school though? The polar. unicycle team.
3: Yeah, that's legit. Yeah. Let me see it, you ride it, a it, unicycle Aaron. I'm 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 giving you props on that, man. Thank you. I rode a five foot tall unicycle.
1: Do you have a class um, on how to chew gum and walk at the same time on Tuesdays? No.
0: Um, I'm not touching a five foot tall unicycle joke. I'm leaving it go.
1: I was trying to <laughs> <laughs> trying to steer us away. Right. <laughs> God. Uh, we love you, Ed. I know. We love you, Ed. Ed, see, Ed's gotten Ed's gotten the 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 nicer end of the stick on me so far. I haven't busted his balls too much. So I'm it's still to- early. Yeah, it's, it's early. Early,
0: because he's it's because he's your illegitimate brother. So, <laughs> kind of <laughs> is. Kind I love is.
3: that comment on the board.
1: Oh, Somebody man. thought it was real. Like they, they yeah, thought. I know. Yeah, they thought Ed was my brother. Well,
2: Unreal. So that's that's the breaking news though. Watch party Monday night. Holy Grail on the banks.
1: Open just specifically for that. Like they're going to open at 5 and probably close, I mean unless you unless people are are there to hang out but you know, close around 10 or so. And uh they're just opening up for us to watch the Bearcats take on Illinois. Illinois. I think that'll be, uh, that'll be a will be good time. It'd be fun. You can put that put that on your calendar. I'm I'm extending an offer to Jeff and Ed. You can be my guest at the Holy Grail. What time does it start again? Uh six thirty. Six thirty tip off.
2: What an early tip off. Weird. Um. Mm-hmm. Other than that, any other thoughts on
1: the like five thirty in Kansas City? Oof.
2: Any other thoughts on the game? Before we uh break off of the UC talk. Let me check my notes.
0: Well, I mean, I'm I'm happy with, with what I've seen so far. I can say that. I mean, like my, my brother in laws are sometimes become the most like negative people sports fans I've ever met in my life. Be careful if click, they listen. They, yeah. They, I don't care. I, I the tell West them side? this all the time. I, I have to like I have to turn my phone off because I sometimes I can't I just can't deal with it. Um, but they, like, it has been nonstop positivity about this, about the, the UC basketball team. Um, you know, what Wes is doing though. Like when you, when you see a guy on the sideline that like, I mean, it it could be like the most like minimal thing that occurs on the court and you got like, it it looks like Wes is about to cut the nets down. I mean, he's jumping up and down over there, throwing the double fist pumps when people are taking charges. It's fantastic. Uh, I mean the the level of energy. I like to refer to it as that 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 former player energy yep. uh, that he that he brings over there, and I like the direction things are headed. Like Chad said, he's uh, he's currently managing to walk the tightrope of old school Cincinnati defensive minded basketball and Tough. and new new school high speed offense score three thousand points a game and keep it rolling.
1: If he can pull it off, we're in for a heck of a ride.
0: I mean, I have I haven't got a chance to listen to I, I've really enjoyed listening to his like post-game uh, press conferences. Like I, I, I really, yeah, I mean even like Saturday, just yeah. like his first like his first couple minutes of like when he comes in and makes his opening statement and uh I just you just feel like the the You're learning from basketball. Him. Yeah. Learning basketball, learning you know his philosophy on a lot of the things, and like, and he'll he said it a couple times already in the the first two that I've listened to. He was Like, look, I'm going to come in here. I'll talk about like all the all the you know. I'll point out a lot of the defense stuff. You know, I'll, I'll be making points on that. Like, you know, kind of remind me on what happened on offense. You know, like I got that, am we'll That's the that, way that I over. like to right. You know, like that's
1: that. <laughs> That's what we've, I want to talk we've about. We've seen either. somebody try that before. <laughs> it didn't always go over so well with the fan base.
2: I was pleasantly surprised though to see AD Cunningham in the building, sitting behind the bench for uh, at least the, in the second half, hanging out with Corey Blunt. Just they looked like they were having a great time chopping it up, and I I saw I saw Cunningham uh, laugh. He he laughed.
1: I've seen him laugh a few times.
2: So uh, I was just happy to see all of that not at my yeah. jokes
1: i don't think he thinks i'm he doesn't find he doesn't get my sense of you know
0: no. I mean, speaking of big names in the crowd the uh, tyler hansborough was on on hand Saturday for the night. uh the the Georgia not, not, game.
1: not only tyler hansborough
0: who was that sitting next to him because his name just slipped out of my head
1: it is a guest on tomorrow night's bcj podcast guest hosted by justin williams Who's sitting in for Dave tomorrow night? Okay, Marcus Ginyard,
0: yeah, okay. Marcus yeah, Ginyard, yeah, yeah. Yes, who yes. played
1: on the national championship team, and uh, he's mm-hmm. going to join us for a little while to kick off the show tomorrow night and give us his impression of you know this was his first time. He actually told me this is today was the fir- or Saturday was the first time because he'd been overseas playing professionally. Mm-hmm. Saturday was the first time he had ever seen West Coach in person. Wow! So we'll get some thoughts on that, and you know, people are uh, people are craving Wes Miller content right now.
3: Can't so imagine I, why. Talked to,
1: I talked to Marcus uh, on the way into the press room after the game on Saturday, and we set up today. Him coming onto the podcast tomorrow, so you can look forward to that as well. I'm just plugging everything right now.
2: That's what we're here for. That's fine. Yep. You brought I mean, us under your
1: umbrella. You're it, entitled it, to this. It, it's it, it's
0: impressive. Like the uh, and I know this kind of gets off the the topic of sports or of any kind, but it really wraps it all up. I mean, there's like those are like twenty twenty some odd hours worth of stuff to listen to. I mean, it's crazy how like, the podcasts that are that are going on, and then you put on top of that like
2: all the articles, all the
0: articles that are written, and yep. then if you know, folks want to branch off on their own inside the on the uh, the message boards. I mean, some of them get to. Chad can't even at everyone on BCJ's staff in
2: one tweet.
1: Hey, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty nuts. I remembered you guys though. You did, did. thanks. On the first one, so I was, yeah, well, was proud of myself for that.
3: There you go.
0: I mean, you got everybody that's in there, and it's you know, it's it's a good
1: group of people. Like you start looking at it, and you're like, oh. I'm a part of this. <laughs> All it's, right. it's a lot. It's a lot of good content. Like that's, that's the goal, right? It's the content business. Let's, let's crank out as much quality content as we can and, and keep things rolling. And I, I you know, I've talked about this when, when we, you know, as this thing was getting, getting started. And especially like when, when Tim Adams and I were like, kind of running it together. It was like, okay, no matter what, we need to get one piece of content up every day. We have to get one. <laughs> and in like four and a half, almost five days last week, we had put up like 23 pieces of content. Jeez. And it was like uh, between podcasts and articles. And, and it's quality stuff. Yeah. And that's not even counting like putting stuff on the message. Message board like like insider info on the message board that that doesn't even go on the front page
3: warming up the oven so there was yeah
1: warming up the oven there was there was that time last week where i just sat back and was like holy shit like this is a real business now this is like a real thing I as you're on, taking I care ju- of
2: entirely different real life things yeah. with yeah. the move with kelly with your daughter all of that like you just kind of got to sit back and let it take care
1: of itself. I'm not good at that. I, <laughs> I know. I'm not a, a sit-back guy.
0: I, I, ju- I jumped on the uh, the warming up the oven with our own... Um, I saw with that. Our, with, I our, it. with the new little gift that I came up with.
1: The more the merrier. Everybody should have their own little thing. He has time to create Everybody all these gifts and up the thing. show and share it.
2: Well, on Thursday, there is a tough game against the Presbyterian Blue Hose, and yes... <laughs> This is just a reason to say Presbyterian Blue Hose.
0: That's not a real thing. That's I not, swear to right.
1: God. But they spell it wrong. They spell it H-O-S-E, and it's supposed to be spelled H-O-E-S. What is
2: the mascot for the Presbyterian Blue Hose? I bet Kyle
3: Washington knows.
1: The Blue Hose is the mascot. I mean, what does it look like? Candy hose? We've seen
2: we've seen the golden the golden hurricane which which appears to be a superhero of some sort which I did not see coming. I will say that
0: it's a it looks it, it looks like it's a ed, oh, it's ed, ed put 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 it
2: put, it, put it on the YouTube please Ed. What? The the picture of the blue hose mascot
0: I'm for it. it looks like a, a <laughs> highlander there can only be one highlander
2: that oh, does yeah, it's something definitely. From like
3: uh minecraft or something <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh you
3: got it oh yeah. my i did
2: not see that coming that is terrifying but that's
3: what their that's their their physical mascot looks like. But if you look at that other uh, picture, Jeff, the one that actually look makes them look a little a little mean.
1: So I guess it's because they used to wear blue socks, and back in the days, like the uh, red stockings, socks, socks were called hose. Yeah. Huh. So they that they they started they were calling them the blue stockings, and then for short, they were the blue hose.
2: For being a Presbyterian school that didn't age well, can we call the Reds?
3: Yeah, the, uh, I, red hose. I
1: thought it was like I thought it was like Smurfette, blue hose.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, we got it.
3: <laughs> I get it. I've seen the Smurfs.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a good one.
1: You know, if you're gonna dad joke, Aaron, you got a dad joke. Like you got to you got to commit to the bit
3: their website that oh. talks like they're like the trusted source for all I guess Presbyterian Blue Hose news it's called com. I'm
2: I'm still learning how to dad Chad still learning
1: it's a you know I've I've had 11 years of practice
0: what is this
1: well you went down down a smurf fat rabbit hole didn't you no
3: there is please don't share that please don't share that no don't
1: don't.
0: there's a school that played them and they they have a like a little message board and it's called bent's bites and it said we're playing who and it's a picture of like they've got like girls that are their entire bodies are painted blue but it's called bent's bites
1: does he spell it B-Y-T-E-S? No, he doesn't. Oh, yeah, see, he's not know, as clever as me. Got him. Not yeah. as clever. We could
3: have had a Cleveland Guardian situation on our hands.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was the best comment you've
0: made all night, Ed. I'm so proud of you. You say that now, but he's got 61 seconds of AEW
1: talk coming up. you
2: almighty.
1: Ed, are you going to take advantage of, of what I opened the door for you last night? Did you watch it?
3: Oh, yeah, I watched it, yeah
1: okay all I'm saying got, is that, better it better be aew talk coming up or else it, 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 it was aew yeah it's a thousand percent aew yeah all
2: right well I found it very interesting, I think to be
1: with you
2: I think unless you want to stick around for uh Red's uh, talk uh,
1: I gotta write i figured as much I, I don't want to get my blood pressure uh, yeah talking fig- about.
2: figured that too because i know that you just had, would have had that vein popping out of your forehead as you just start screaming into your microphone while kelly's trying to sleep sell the team bob
0: she can't hear so him now he, he's down in down. His, his own you don't now.
1: have a good measurement of how loud my voice is in person
0: well i mean i was kind of hoping you were down in a soundproof room now
1: listen no Jeff, you you
0: have the
2: bass because you have the best microphone. Chad has the bass because that's just Chad.
3: Are you guys sure. going to talk about Reds? I mean, briefly. That, that,
2: that was that was part of the the pre plan that we did when when we were you were messing with volumes. I, I get it, but
0: yes, your we story we,
1: when we were storyboarding.
3: Okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna pee real quick. Right back.
1: I'll be listening. Thanks, Ed. I'll be listening because I can't wait to hear Ed's. 60 seconds of AEW centered around my my stepbrother.
2: Us either, since apparently we have to filibuster now because you know the the Reds conversation and I was even gonna lead with the AEW. He doesn't even know that, but I was gonna lead with the AEW, but his little his little bladder couldn't handle it.
0: Or Ed. I mean it's not like we have a whole lot to talk about with the Bengals and the
1: Reds this weekend. But the Bengals had
2: the the Bengals had the bye. The Reds did have the uh, the rookie of the year, but we'll let you go, Chad. Go right.
1: All right, you boys have a great night. I don't think I have anything left else to promote, so uh, <laughs> I'll see you next time. Right. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Dad. Bye-bye. See you, Chad.
2: That was Chad Brendel from Bearcat Journal, our boss, and yeah. uh, and our fearless leader <laughs> joining us post game uh, after he got home from uh, from the Bearcats game tonight, but. Jeff, I mean, I, while, I mean, while Ed's gone, I don't even know how much he could even really contribute to this conversation to be completely honest with you. He, he can't, can't just name back the big 12, Ed Brindle. I don't, I don't know what he's doing. He, he, he gets excited. He does. He gets, he gets excited. So Jonathan India, we talked about, is he going to win the rookie of the year? And lo and behold, he officially
0: has won the Rookie of the Year award. I think he won every Rookie of the Year award from every I, th- I think
2: from every outlet that ma- does Rookie of the pub- Year.
0: Yeah, every major publication group, whatever. Like uh, on I think top of pretty that, pretty obvious that he was going to.
2: Well, before we talk about that, on top of that, you also had a Silver Slugger Award from Nick Cassianos. And he even went to bet for both Jonathan India prior to him winning the award, he he had already talked about when the, the silver slugger award was announced, talked about how they got some pieces in play. He he used the word we, we Mm -hmm. Ed's back. Um, and also, uh, went to bat for no pun intended, uh, for, for Joey Votto and saying that he deserved
0: a silver slugger award just as much. And I think that's hard to argue. Um, I was surprised I, to see. I don't think Joey Votto's won a Silver Slugger Award ever. He has not, and that came up in conversation as well. A shame. Red's always that's a that's screw. crazy, like, right? Like Billy Hamilton getting screwed out of gold gloves in center field. That uh, kind of hurt. It, I mean, it's it's just ridiculous.
2: Well, and even uh, what was the, the center fielder um, before him that was out there just shagging everything? Duke before Force. he yes thank you i was gonna say the guy who went to colorado um but yeah drew stubbs was doing the same thing out
0: there like i mean there's always like that that silly little like extra if bit you of, can't bat like, but, yeah and it's like i mean it, there's a there's an award for that it's called the silver slugger and then and then there's there's an award when you do everything really well and that's called the mvp like a, a gold glove silly a Gold Glove is for somebody that excels at defense and is the best one.
2: Well, and when do they vote? Before the playoffs? Do they vote during the playoffs? Do they vote after the playoffs? When do they actually vote? Do you know? I don't. I, I don't
0: I, I'm not. sure. And I ask that because I, I want to no. know if there if there's recency bias for. It's, it's got to be. It's got to be during the playoffs. Oh, it my gotta, po- It's got to be.
2: Which is my point, because is that why Joey Votto doesn't win the Silver Slugger Award over... Um, because
0: they don't see him anymore.
2: Because the first baseman for the the Atlanta Braves, uh, his name evades me right now. I'm sorry. Freddie Freeman. Huh? Freddie Freeman. Yes, thank you. Um, I thought you said Rafe something. That was my country
3: musical name, awards uh, on Wednesday night. What? What? Freddie Freeman was on the country music awards on tonight.
2: I hate you. <laughs> so, so yeah, I wonder if there's recency bias though, where you're seeing Freddie Freeman in front of your face for fair. the entirety of the playoffs and you forget about Joey Votto. I mean, unless you're going in and clicking on the stats or if you're like, Oh, I want this one.
0: Well, uh, I mean,
2: and that's the red's fault. We we've, beat that drum until it's into the ground yeah, um, I, that the Reds didn't do enough going into everything. But
0: rookie of the year, I'll take it, Jonathan India. Yes. So very and excited a, about cool, that. There was a cool little video of him signing a uh, baseball for the first time as a rookie of the year, and he gave it to his dad. And uh, that was, so was kind of his
3: grandfather, wasn't it?
0: That's his dad. Oh, okay um his dad is a massive gray beard man yeah um so that, that was kind of neat um obviously you know castellanos made a uh, a point to um say that they better sign him before they can't afford him um so but th- in
2: all fairness they they did jonathan india right this year as opposed to what some teams have done in the past looking at you like chicago cubs with um um, the I guy what you're talking
0: about that I like,
2: <laughs> the third baseman that they traded to the Giants, Chris Bryant. Thank you. Um, th- they did him dirty by bringing him up a couple weeks into the season to get that extra year of contract mm-hmm. on the on the, the on the rookie contract. Uh, with the with the um, what do they call it? The whatever time the I can't. I wish we had Clay here right now. Uh, the. Service time. Service time. Thank you. Um, but they didn't do that with Jonathan India,
0: which shocked the hell out of me. To be completely honest, knowing well, how I, they had brought in D. Strange Gordon, and I think they, I think they thought they could go on the cheap, you know, and, and use him to to slide in there and and work out. And he didn't. And then nope. India was right there, ready to go. I mean, the Reds have been real high on him. Uh, but the Cubs could have. I mean. The
2: Cubs, Chris Bryant was killing it in preseason for the Cubs when they did the same exact thing. And so I was knowing how thin Cincinnati plays the wallet and how they cry poor at every opportunity that they can under this ownership. I was shocked and pleasantly surprised Mm -hmm. that they, A, did it right off the rip, and B, didn't send him down when he had some struggles earlier in the season.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And C... Didn't put him on the IL when he was playing through injury. Guy hustled his ass off. Well deserved. I'm I'm just proud of the way they handled Jonathan India all season.
0: First one in uh, Cincinnati since '99. So it's nope. been a minute. Who was that in '99? A relief Scott pitcher? Williamson. Scott Williamson.
3: Scott Williamson. And before that, it was Chris Sabo, I think.
0: hmm That's yeah. I knew that one. That's why, the
2: 90, that's why the 99 threw me off. Um, so it also seems, as we're still talking about reds, that everyone is on the trade block right now. Literally anyone can be had for the right price. So my question to you, as they're clearly going to make some moves, I am going to be shocked, amazed, if they make it through winter ma- winter meetings without trading anybody, who do you think is the next to go?
0: Such a loaded question. It is. I, th- I I do think that I think that Castillo is going to be traded. I agree, but I think they're going to couple it with one of their bad contracts. Well, they've already. I mean they they already said they're not going to do that. I don't care what they. Well, say. I take that back. I take that back. They said they're not going to they're not going to couple uh, prospects with a bad contract. Correct.
2: He is not a yeah. prospect. No. He is well established at this point. And you've got—I mean, you've got guys coming up. That you've I also can't. got too many third base. Well, first off, um, the guy from what was it—the Phillies—that we
0: brought in—I never want to see him wear a Reds uniform again. Oh, uh, no! You're thinking of the guy that we brought in from the Diamondbacks—is Drupal Cabrera?
2: Yes, thank you. God, that was horrific. Never want to yeah. see him wear a Reds uniform again. That yeah, wasn't good. But. I would love to see them if they're if they're going to move Castillo, because I don't want them to, but if they're going to move Luis Castillo, send Moose. Send Aohania Suarez. Do something to shake this roster up. If you're going to bring the kids up, let the kids play. Yeah. We've talked we talked about that all season long. Let the kids play.
0: If you're going to bring up
2: Alan um, Stevenson
0: was sixth in the rookie of the year voting. He was great and that's why it makes gutierrez even garnered a vote that's why it makes it a little easier
2: though to let a tucker barnhart walk when you have guys down in louisville right now in hunter green in nick lodolo at what point do you pull the trigger and let them see what you got i know that you you are Obviously
0: Castillo here, not not in regards to the Tucker. Well, trade. Well, they,
2: well, no, but I mean like they let Wade Miley go and I know that they had to pay a million dollars of the, well, they ended up not
0: having to because, well, because, it was before,
2: because, because they put him on, on waivers and all that. It was just kind of gross how that whole transaction went down because I honestly wouldn't have minded. I feel like they kind of did the same thing with Bronson Arroyo late in his career where they let him stay here as an inning eater even if you knew that like one out of every roughly what six or seven starts you were going to have that stinker i think you could have done the same thing with wade miley where you just had like great 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 now he's a little he's a little fatigued and maybe he gives up some stuff but I think, gonna, I think we're going to i think we're going to miss having him and i don't know that you can find somebody like that just maybe as you maybe as you're bargain shopping.
0: Yeah, may, may, maybe the Reds surprise us, and they you know, put together something. They're going to surprise us all in the offseason, and I would be the first one to say that I was wrong. I will be the first to say that there is no track record to support that. Two years ago. That's they surprised not- us two years ago. They did. They went out and spent money.
2: In the, in the COVID year?
0: Before. When they went out and and made Moose like the highest paid free agent that they, but they're had not doing in, that. Like, They've made it, that
2: crystal clear that they're not right. doing.
0: I, it. I I understand that. I'm just saying maybe they surprise us. Maybe they it's, maybe maybe old Bob throws a few hotty toddies back, and then he's like, "Hey, spend some money." And then he wakes up the next day. And he's like, "Trade them all away. Well, <laughs> Give me my so, money back."
3: Is it is it somebody, time to get? Is it time to trade away Zell?
2: Why are you so loud
0: right now?
3: I'm sorry. Is it time to trade away Nick Sinzel?
0: I don't Does anybody think so. want him?
3: It's a fair point.
0: He's hurt all the time. You don't even know if you have
2: Castellanos coming back, so he's obviously a better answer in pretty much every mm-hmm. statistic. As long as so he can say healthy. Well, he's a, he's a better answer than Punisher. He's a better answer than uh, Shogo. Fair yeah. So, I, you at this point, w- why would you trade him when I don't know what you have at this point in the outfield?
0: But I will say we have spent far too long on the Reds already. I win. would agree,
2: and it'll get more interesting as the offseason plays on, but I was going to continue the conversation as long as you guys egged yeah. me on. So, yeah, uh the I Bengals mean, had a bye week this week, so there's not much to talk on there. Um although I will say on the Bengals, they improved by not playing because everyone else in the division lost. No, that's well, not true. The, the The Steelers lost by tying Detroit. They Jesus, that's
0: not good. Uh, the Ravens. Oh man, Detroit. The, Browns, the The Browns got stomped on. I mean, to their credit, they did stomp on us the week before, but. That's why they got stomped on, though they were they were was, just tuckered out. It was nice. To, it was nice to see them get it right back, and then uh, and then yeah, the Ravens lost uh, what the Dolphins on Thursday night. Yeah. So yeah,
2: that all happened. in all,
0: that all all in all it was a a, a good week for the Bengals to you know, get there because they, they uh, Owusi was put on uh, the the COVID IR and then his... Uh, since been brought back off of the COVID ir i also Uh, see lots of uh lots of mocks right now bringing sauce gardener to cincinnati dude i'm here for it i'm here for it i'll go get me one of them jerseys right now but do you get the
2: custom one that says sauce on the back or do you go with the or do you go with the pro shop one that says Mm -hmm. gardener on
3: the back custom
2: and is he gonna is it gonna be number 12 or is there another number that maybe he has lurking we'll see who knows other than that it is everyone's
0: favorite segment hit me with whatever imaging we got but ed i will say uh for my statement on twitter this week because councilman barnett had to pay elevated prices for beer At the USF game, (laughs) Uh, he earned you one full extra second. You had sixty-one. There was some debate on whether I should get
3: like a full two minutes. That's wrong. That's not happening.
0: Not happening. There was
2: some. Um, And I'll even, I'll even. Hang on, Ed. Shh. I will even go so far as to say, I was roughly fifteen minutes late. So I'll even give you because I've seen your notes. I'll even give you. 15 additional seconds
3: so because I was
0: 75 <laughs> seconds. This because is because like I, I told was my son, 15... that he could
3: stay up eight minutes later tonight because again. He's eight years old.
0: Shh. Shh. You're gonna lose because seven, Dad. because
2: I was 15 minutes late. I'll give you the 15 seconds, not minutes. Jesus, can you imagine minutes, Jeff, with that text? Christ. Um. So, we'll give you 76 seconds to try and make it through. I think you had three, three, no, three, just... three matches of notes. I've no, also this decided, is everyone.
3: I've also decided nope. that at the end of the of the show tonight, I'm going to take pictures of my notes and post them online.
2: Well, I've also decided that if you had not gotten up to pee, you would have been the segment before the Reds, but your little tiny bladder couldn't handle that. That's
0: fine. And you I've... better have the you better have the bum of the week music ready to go when you're done. Um, hold on a second. Let me get that pulled up. Yeah. Well. All right. You so 15
2: seconds, <laughs> <guy> <laughs> seconds do, you have, do you have do you do you have imaging, Jeff, to play for Ed before no, he just, starts?
0: We're just gonna we'll let it roll so that we we'll right. get copyright striked. All right.
2: AEW seventy-six seconds. Hold it,
3: hold it, hold it, hold it.
2: Seventy seconds with seven seventy-six seconds with Ed on AEW starts right now all right so this week i did the
3: aew dark elevation match that's on monday nights on youtube only uh started off finding out that chris henry is now in aew not chris henry sorry mark henry he's a big guy uh we're just gonna skip to one of the last matches of the night el idioto i think that's his name i'm not 100 sure verse lord uh, crew uh that is a gentleman that we found out about last week all right. So, uh, first thing, Lord Elliot or El Elioto, how did he take off his suit? It was like one of those ripaway pants. They were pretty awesome. Um, uh, desperately disrespecting the Lord already because they didn't give him an entrance. Damn, the Lord is huge. The Lord sells really good. Um,. Psh- Lord with the body blows. Love it. El Odioto cheated and Lord got screwed. I will say though, that Lord crew was a pretty impressive man. I, I, I'd watch him some more. All right. So the first match of the night was the gun club versus the local guys. They're, they're so local. They don't even have a team. Uh, is that Billy gun? I didn't, I follow him. I follow him on Twitter. Um, Oh, those two guys with him are his kids. I did not know he wrestled with his kids. That's pretty cool. Uh, Billy still has it, but I miss DX. Suck it. Uh, the local guys sell this match very well. Uh, and the Gun Club won. AM
2: and time. the next
3: Hardy family.
2: You, you got an extra 16 seconds. And you still couldn't make it through more than
0: a match and a half. <laughs> I
3: made it through two matches. <laughs>
0: I'm going to do two matches. Did you get all the way through that other one? Yeah. I thought you were still, you were still. No, I was getting to the Hardy family. Don't use this as time to try and add extra. You got an extra 16 seconds tonight. All
2: right. So I do want to let you know, Ed. Bullshit. I had an extra ticket tonight, but I couldn't ask either of you to go to the game tonight because you both live too far away to actually (laughs) record in a a reasonable (laughs) fashion. I know. Um, but I will say that Councilman Barnett, who actually sits two rows behind me, will be super proud of you for all of this and also will probably make fun of you just as much as he is proud.
3: He he followed me on Facebook this week.
0: Same on, on Facebook or on Twitter? Facebook. On Facebook. We've always
3: been following Twitter.
0: Oh, my bad wrestling oh, re- wrestling friends right? So wrestling, wrestling friends out there <laughs> <laughs> there
3: was apparently a, pay- all right. a pay-per-view this weekend but I'm not that far uh, into is wrestling that, net, is this more is
0: this more AEW oh, I'm to- whoa, oh, just
3: making whoa. a statement is all I was doing jeez Jeff Let me make a statement you guys come on alright you you're
1: training like a damn bum good? you know that bum oh, a bum oh, you are a oh. bum you're a bum and that's all you'll ever be a bum
2: Oh, that hurts,
3: man. Did you have me muted for that whole thing?
2: 100%. So nobody heard the intro. So
3: nobody (laughs) heard the the fucking intro. No, we got
0: the intro. Bum of the week. Jeff, what you got? All right. We've already talked about it a little bit. It's in reference to one Jonathan India. He received 29 of 30 I'm so glad you're bringing this up. First place votes. And you think to yourself, maybe it was a Marlins guy that put Trevor Rogers as number one. Nah, fam. It wasn't, no, it was a guy. From- it was Dan Zimbrow- Zimborski. some name I can't pronounce. And that's okay. Cause I'll never read anything. He writes ridiculous. He cost him the unanimous rookie of the year. Unanimous. That's not Did, how you say it. Ed, Ed's starting to make a case to be the bum of the week next week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does it get any more bum of the week than that? Ruining somebody's chance at like it sweeping the board there? Well, do you think he felt
2: some pressure about being the hometown guy to vote for the hometown guy? That's the only thing that that's the only defense that I could think of when I, when I saw that
0: is like, My feeling is when you deserve it, you deserve it. That's what it's not there for you to be like, oh, we can't vote for our guy. We got to vote for their guy. No, you vote for who you, you, you vote for the guy. And when, when 29 of the 30 say it's this guy, you're wrong when you put him down, you're wrong. And that makes you a bum, especially when you're the guy representing Cincinnati. So, bum just, of the week. Just, just trying to make a. I know what you're trying a to defense. do. Ed, trying to defend a bum of the week, and that's not going to work. Not in this Ed, arena. Ed, Chad posted a comment. It was specifically for you. Put it on the bottom
2: of the screen here, and let's finish this show.
3: Yeah, I, that's, you, that's why I reviewed the match. No
2: that's one knows it. Ed, this is what happens when you have a YouTube comment. You have to read it. All right, so, so Chad that people said, know "That's what you're my brother, about. Lord
3: Crew." Ed, come on, sell it. And I did. I did. I, I. That was one of the last matches, but I put it to the beginning. I actually thought it was a great match. I thought he was. Uh, I would watch. Right. I would watch him. Like he reminded me. <laughs> he reminded me of like Diesel back in the day. Like he's a huge man, and I would watch that. Right.
2: That was another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. Ed, you got to get better. You could have pulled that up at any point in time and you could have read it and then we could have moved along and there's so much time wasted. Okay, so much I time me. wasted.
3: We were talking about the bum of the week. I didn't see that. I apologize.
2: He put it up there when you were still talking <laughs> AW. Well,
3: when I'm reading my notes, I can't look at the that's when I need We're you guys two to step in and, two minutes. Ed, and start producing Ed. the show. I'm Grab sorry, if up. I need you to produce Ed. the show for 62 Ed. minutes. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. 72 minutes today I got today. I this, just need you to per, Or seconds. I just right, need you to produce needed. the show that's for 72 minutes. the odd episodes of Part of the Punctuation. I was making fun YouTube, of that. I still love
2: the... Actual visual of him continuing to talk while I'm closing. I asked you show. to produce a show
3: for 72 seconds. <laughs> 72 seconds out of a two hour
2: show. I asked you to do 72. You're
0: too seconds. close to the mic. You're yelling really loud. My Another episode
2: hurt. of pardon the punctuation. Again, check us out on YouTube. Pardon the punctuation. Uh, we do have the biggest Bearcat Facebook group to my knowledge. And that is Bearcat Nation. Not to be confused with Bearcat Country.
3: Just hey, saying. By the way, Facebook is a huge bum for what they did to that group.
2: Yeah. And you can check us out on Twitter at PTP Podcast Cincy. We are under the BCJ umbrella, so if you do subscribe to Bearcat Journal, you will find our podcast there as well. Thank you for listening. Again, I'm Aaron Smith, joined as always by Ed Mayhall, the best producer in Cincinnati, except for those 76 seconds. And Jeff Howell, thank you for listening. Pardon the punctuation, and we're out.
0: Don't forget to like and subscribe.
3: ba dum ba